This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone subscribing, following, listening to the podcast. Of course, Tucker Bagley will join me in a few minutes here as we do on our YouTube page, 94WIP, the YouTube page. And we appreciate everyone watching here, all the comments, kind of a community that's formed here in in our YouTube uh, page as well. So appreciate those. And if you can subscribe and rate and review the podcast and leave a comment. If you leave a comment on the podcast where you listen Tucker and I will go find those and uh, we'll mention some and talk about them here on the show, especially if you ask a question. So hop on, review the show, leave a comment, and we will talk about it. Leave a question. We'll talk about it here on the podcast. So today is our first YouTube uh, episode we've done in a little bit. Wanted to jump in. You know, we're kind of that middle point now between the beginning of training camp and the start of the regular season. We're, I think, three weeks away tomorrow from the start of the NFL season and just a little bit more than that for the Eagles, who obviously will play on a Sunday in week one against New England. And I was thinking, you know, just stock up, stock down, you know, just based on what I've seen when I went out to training camp three times and then one time to the open practice, the preseason game number one, I know preseason game number two is coming up, but really, you know, after the joint practice, nobody's going to play against the Browns here. We'll, we'll watch it. I'm sure I'll have some takeaways, but really the, the we're at that middle point now. We've got a lot of pretty good information on, on what's happened out there, who's popped, who hasn't, who's stock up, who's stock down. So I have... Four stock up, three stock down with the Eagles so far through the first half of of the summer here as we get ready for the 2023 season. So let's start off. Number my, my number one stock up, and this is a combination of how much I like the guy, how much I believe the Eagles like the guy, and what he just did recently here in these joint practices against the Cleveland Browns, and that's Reed Blankenship. You know, when the summer started, when the offseason began, there was a question of who would step up into the roles at safety and at linebacker because everybody left, right? They, they lost four guys that really rarely came off the field last year when they were healthy. And at linebacker, they were to- almost totally healthy. TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, gone. And now, of course, in the safety position, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Epps, gone. And who's going to step up and fill those roles? And it's funny, we'll get to the other position in a second, but just with all the moving parts of guys they had in-house and guys they've brought in, the most constant so far and the least questions in terms of health, in terms of production, in terms of, you know, what he's showing on the field has actually been Reed Blankenship. Reed Blankenship has been the easiest guy to pencil in at a safety or a linebacker spot from day one. And you kind of saw this last year undrafted, but when he came in the Packers game, he had the interception of Aaron Rodgers. He can play. Reed Blankenship's a player, has picked off Deshaun Watson quite a few times in the in the joint practice the last couple of days. He's a player. I have no doubts he's going to be a starter day one. And I think Reed Blankenship's going to be a good football player for the Eagles here. I, I think it's part of the reason why they had very little qualms about letting 
both Epps and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson leave because they knew they had a safety in tow. And I think the other safety spot will be a, a combination or a battle or, you know, we'll see how the t- playing time plays out over the season between Terrell Edmonds and the rookie Sidney Brown. So I, I think Blankenship has really opened eyes in training camp. Every time I watch him, he seems to be in the right position, seems to make plays, uh, a good tackler for his size, and he can move. He can move and get to the football Blankenship stock up. All right, let's get to a stock down. And this one I have felt from from day one uh, watching him. Now, when they signed him, I was okay with that. I actually thought it was a good idea. I'm talking about Marcus Mariota, the Eagles backup quarterback. Uh, It's interesting. Hugh Douglas has has kind of sounded the alarms on this. He watched him last year, you know, the whole season until he left the team. Uh, If you watch the Netflix series, you saw the he left the team and he was gone in December when he lost his job to Desmond Ritter. But Mariota... I like the idea of it. I thought it made sense. A former high pick, a guy that has played a lot, a guy that has experience running the RPO. I thought it all kind of fit. And then I watched him practice three or four times. I watched him play against the Ravens, and boy, he missed a lot of throws. I mean, Marcus Mariota, if it's beyond six or seven yards, it is, it is an adventure. Now, he can run. That, that's still there. And I think there'd be a floor that he would keep the offense at if he came in because he would just run for first downs and move the chains. It's almost a little bit like Jalen Hurts circa 2021 when he was, you know, having his downs and ups and trying to figure it out. Like he could probably be that, but he just misses throws. I mean, it, like he just sails throws over the middle. I, I just think he's a really uh, below average thrower of the football right now compared to other quarterbacks around the NFL. So stock down. I do not feel good about the Eagles' chances to win games if Jalen Hurts goes down. And as we know, Jalen Hurts has gone down each of his first years in the NFL. So uh, it is certainly a worry if Mariota has to play. All right, stock up would be the rookie class, just in general. There, I, I, you know, I, I wrote down more names. I was like, let's just condense it here because I've been talking about them all. But so far, Nolan Smith was the first one, and from day one he has popped. Jalen Carter seems to be coming on more and more. And I actually think Jalen Carter, when I when I think about the way he's talked about the the player he was at Georgia, the red flags, and I mean football red flags, not off the field red flags, you know, motor, energy, those things are, are red flags. Talent, ability, physical ability, quick hands, strength, that's not a question that everyone says that's all there. And you could see it, just watch it play a few snaps, you could see it. The question with him is, is it down to down greatness or is it just flashes? And I actually think with this team, the way this team is set up, he can be really productive in his role because I don't expect Jalen Carter to play a crazy amount of snaps. I mean, they have starters at defensive tackle. I'll get to one of those in a second with a name, but I don't think they're going to ask Jalen Carter to play a crazy amount of downs. I think they're going to ask him to come in on third and six as part of a package with Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick and rush the quarterback. And I think he'll be able to do that. You saw the movie put on the, the player the other day in, in, uh, in Baltimore, Fletcher Cox raving about him. Uh, clearly the talent is there. That, that wasn't a lie. The talent is there. Stock is starting to rise here for a guy like uh, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith to day one, Sidney Brown over and over continues to flash. And it seems like he's a guy that can can help this team. And, and maybe they'll use more three safety looks with Sean Desai. We'll see. But I, I think Sidney Brown's going to be a big part of this. And when I watch Sidney Brown, his size, his physicalness, his speed, I'm going to make a big comp. Now, I, I don't know if he'll ever be as good as this guy was early in his career. But I see some Jamal Adams, like early career Jet Jamal Adams before injuries, before the bad contract, before the trade to the Seahawks, it really doesn't didn't work out. I'm talking about early career Jamal Adams, maybe a little Troy Palomalo, like a big safety that can run 
and make plays. You know, we could go through other names over the years. Rodney Harris. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that big safeties that made plays. Now, in the modern NFL, do you see less of those guys? And I wouldn't be surprised if City Brown plays some linebacker. He's big. So I, I like what I see there. The rookie class is, is, is certainly shining right now. Stock down, I have to say the linebackers just as a whole. Um, I'm not worried about N'Kobe Dean. I, he, when we talked to him on the midday show, he sounded very confident. I, I don't think he's, I, I don't think there's going to be an issue with Nicobe Dean. He will play. They gained the green dot on his helmet early, which means he is, he's the quarterback of the defense. He's going to be out there a lot. It's the other spot that just feels like an enormous weakness for the Eagles right now. The fact that they're signing guys off the street, like Miles Jack and Cunningham, the fact that Nicholas Mora, who was, one of their March signings, you did barely his name is registered across training camp. That That is a concern. They just don't look like they have much there. And what really is a bigger issue, because you can make the case that, hey, maybe we'll see more dime out of Sean Desai. It's a passing league. Maybe they'll just keep one linebacker on the field. You could bring a Sidney Brown in the box. You could bring a Terrell Edmonds in the box. If those guys are more productive than the linebackers they have, maybe you get away with one linebacker in the modern NFL. Maybe that's Nicobe Dean and they're fine. What if N'Kobe Dean has an injury? N'Kobe Dean, remember, part of the reason he fell in the third round to the third round of the draft was he had an injury. Uh, you know, that's the, that was the talk, right? He had a pec injury. The teams were worried about his size. If N'Kobe Dean went down for any length of time, and we know this summer he's had an ankle issue that, that cost him a practice or two, what are they putting out there? Miles Jack, Nicholas Morrow, Zach Cunningham? I mean, that's a really big issue for a team that was not a good against the run last year. Lost two starters that never came off the field, especially T.J. Edwards, and is heading to New England in week one to a team that's going to run the football right at them. I mean, that's what the Patriots' plan is without question. So I, I stock down on the linebackers just as a whole. Not impressive so far in camp. My next stock up is Jordan Davis. I'll separate him from Jordan from Jalen Carter. I know we like to combine them because of the Georgia defensive tackles they drafted in the last two first rounds with their top picks, but he's different. He, he is a year older. I think he's a year much more mature in better shape. Fletcher Cox said the Eagles expect him to, three, to be a three down player. We'll see on that, but I expect him to be a starter and, and play way more snaps than he did last year. I thought he was ascending the right way before the injury to his ankle. The injury happened. Look, a, a man that big has a high ankle sprain. It, it, it could derail a lot. And I thought it did last year. He just wasn't the same guy when he came back. He told myself and, and Hugh that his goal was five sacks this year. That would be an enormous season. Um, the, the player, I, you know, the, we do these things with comps all the time. And I just comped City Brown a little bit physically to Jamal Adams. The comp for Jordan Davis has to be Vita Vea. You know, a guy that the Bucks drafted around the same part of the draft controlled the running game, controlled the box, let his defense put less guys out there on the defensive line because he controlled it. Uh, less, you know, less in the front seven, I should say, that you, know, you could take a linebacker off the field, which would certainly help this Eagles team. And it worked. And then, you know, he's ascended to where I think he had seven and a half sacks last year. So I'm not ever asking for, for Jordan Davis to be fully three down, all out there every play, third and eight, he's out there. But if he could get around five sacks and do his job, uh, I think that would be great, and I think he's poised for that kind of season. All right, my next uh, quick, I'll do a stock down and then a stock up, and then we'll get Tucker's take on his perception after halfway through training camp here. My next stock down might surprise a little bit because I like this guy, and, and this is just based on my eyes in training camp, my eyes in the preseason game. 
I'm actually a little disappointed when I've seen out of Rashad Penny. Now, I haven't watched him close enough to know if this is just the way he goes through training camp, if he kind of builds up. I just haven't seen the burst. And we know he has burst. We've seen it in the NFL. The question becomes, though, are the injuries, have the injuries caught up? Is that why he didn't get much money in free agency? Really, even by running back standards, he got very little. Is that why he's part of, you know, a, a committee here? Beyond the injury stuff, is he not the same anymore? I don't know. We'll find out when September rolls around the game start. I still think he'll be fine. I just haven't seen much burst out of Rashad Penny. I've seen it more out of the other backs they have, like Swift and Gainwell and even Trey Sermon. Um, you know, I just haven't seen it yet. Now I go back to 2017. We had this conversation about LeGarrette Blunt in training camp. There was no burst. There's nothing in the preseason. He looked kind of washed. And then he went out there and he helped the team win the Super Bowl. So I'm not throwing the Rashad Penny towel away. I'm just saying I haven't seen any burst yet. Last stock up, the cornerback depth. I, I don't remember a time I've ever seen Eagles have this many quality, capable cornerbacks. Uh, you know, I, didn't know, I don't know if many teams could survive an injury to a guy like Slay or Bradbury. And I'm not saying the Eagles can for a long time, but I think they could get through if, if they had it this year. They, I think they have enough between Josh Job, McPherson. It seems like he's taken to the backup slot spot behind Avante Maddox, which is important because Maddox always seems to get banged up. But they have more on the outside. I mean, Ringo looks like he's got a chance. Eli Ricks the other night had a big play. And I just think Josh Job is, is, is coming along here in his second year. So the cornerback depth, certainly stock up. So stock up, uh, blanket ship, the whole rookie class, Jordan Davis and the corner depth. Stock down, Mariota, just totally unimpressed. Linebackers and Rashad Penny. Tucker, what's uh, what stood out to you through a preseason game and, and uh, what you've seen and what you've heard through camp so far? Yeah, I agree with you on, on a lot of those. I, I think the rookie class has been tremendous. Like, I don't think enough positive things can be said about, you know, Nolan Smith, what we've seen from Jalen Carter so far. Um, but but the negative, I think, really for this team has been Marcus Mariota. Because you, th- you think about Jalen Hurts has missed time each of the last two seasons. He hasn't played a full season. That just may be because of his play style. Like, I just – it may come to a point where expecting 16 games out of Jalen Hurts every season, just just probably or 17 now, it isn't isn't feasible. So you need a, a quality backup. And while Mariota kind of fits his profile better, I have yet to see anybody say anything positive about him. the The entire season, it's been nothing but oh, oh, oh. Hopefully he plays better in the regular season. Hopefully he's capable of running in more competitive settings, and maybe he'll get more run in the next two preseason games and will kind of calm everybody down, but that's certainly been a worry. And on the upswing, you mentioned the cornerbacks, like they have nine guys. who I think could make the roster and be quality players. Like you didn't even mention greedy Williams, um, Ringo, Josh Job, uh, Eli Ricks had a big play. I mean, they have four or five guys kind of all battling for one or two spots right now. And I have a feeling that they're going to let a quality cornerback go strictly because they just don't have the space for him. He's going to get picked up and probably have success somewhere else in the field. Another guy that I'm concerned about, though, and maybe this is just me and, and maybe this is just projecting a little bit, but Jordan Mailata really struggled against Miles Garrett yesterday during uh, or, or on Monday during that joint practice. I didn't think Jordan Mailata had a great year last year. I really didn't. I thought he took a pretty big step back from 2021 where he kind of cemented himself as one of the top offensive tackles, top left tackles in the NFL. So I'm kind of worried that he hasn't come back and, you know, kind of put a stamp on things and decided that that he's going to be 
in the category that you know a lot of his teammates are, right? Like Kelsey and and Johnson. You don't have to worry about those guys because year in year out, you know they're going to be getting all pro votes at the end of the season. I'm not sure if Jordan Mylon is there yet, and I, I'm kind of worried that we haven't heard things about how amazing he's been so far in, in training camp. Well, with that, I'll, I'll add this last stock down. Um, I don't think the offensive line depth is quite as great as we wish it was. The defensive line depth is unbelievable. Like they, they just have waves of players. A seventh round defensive tackle out of Texas. I don't know if he makes the team. I don't. I think someone would claim him. Uh, could they get him to the practice? But like they just have so much offensive line. I don't feel like they have as much as they used to, especially with Jurgens starting now and say Amalo out of here. Uh, you know, Dennis Kelly, the reports are, hasn't looked great. I mean, Tucker's talking about a start. I'm talking even beyond that. The, I just see the offensive line depth, and then you throw in that Dickerson is banged up right now. He's always banged up. He's a tremendous player when he's out there. I, I think the offensive line is thinner than it has been, and maybe even not as good as it has been um, for a couple years. That That is something to keep an eye on. That that unit, like you tell me, the defensive line pass rush is going to be excellent. I, I have no questions. You know, they have a lot of running back, a lot of corner. I'm not quite as sure they have as much at offensive line as, as maybe we think. You know, Peta and Sills and guard. Eh, I think that's something to keep an eye on. And certainly if, if uh, Mylotta isn't what he we want him to be, it complicates things even more. Appreciate everyone listening, following, and subscribing, and, of course, watching on YouTube. And wherever you follow the podcast, wherever you get your podcast and listen to your podcast, go on, leave a review, leave a comment, leave a question. Tucker and I will find those. We'll bring them to the show. And we'll have one every show we talk about and, uh, and go over your question. Appreciate everyone listening, watching WIP Daily. We'll talk soon.